It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome into ATL Day One with Jarvis and Tanitra. We want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your First listener today, and remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. We are asking you that you give us a five-star review. We really appreciate that. Um, there are some good things uh, cooking in the Atlanta area. The, the Another Rook made his debut last night. We'll talk about the effect on that. Man, I had an interesting thought, T. That I want to run by you and let and I want to get your thoughts on what you think about the Braves going forward. And Michael Vick has some th- interesting things to say about Marcus Mariota. We'll talk about that. And last but not least, and for the culture, why was Domino's opening up locations in Italy anyway? <laughs> and the Hawks got the number two ranking of off seasons. And for the culture, we'll talk about all that. But before we get there, the Braves win and win last night, T, eight to four, um, by defeating the uh, sweeping the Red Sox. Excuse me. And I think that when you look at the type of performance that we asked that Kyle Wright put out there, he listened, he heard us, and he went out there and did his thing. Six innings pitch, only one run given up. That's all you can ask for in the in the uh, what fourteen game winner now. Right. And the, the good thing is the strike count was on point in both outings, right? Uh, four, mm-hmm. four strikes the last time out and five strikes last five strikes last night, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing that was the same in that last six inning outing versus the six inning outing last night. So yeah, back right. to form. And I think a lot of that is, again, has to do with William Contreras calling a good game. So yeah, we saw Kyle Wright kind of get back to form last night. 14th win. Now he's leading the majors again in wins. And all we need him to do is just keep being that Kyle for the rest of the season. No doubt about it. And I think, but unfortunately though, the Braves weren't any, weren't able to gain any ground because it seemed like the Mets, uh, they playing a soft part of their schedule there by Cincinnati Reds. They beat them ten to two. So the Braves still remain seven games back making this time when the the next time that the Mets come to Truist Park is going to be important, extremely, extremely important. But I think Tito, I had an interesting thought while watching the game last night, and I want to run it by you to let – I want you to let me know if I'm crazy or not. But before we get there, we got to talk about your favorite, the <laughs> Built Bar. How about that? It's <laughs> <laughs> well, one of Jarvis's favorites. Uh, and, and, yes. You know, one of the reasons is because it's healthy and it's tasty. So 
it's one of those things that will kind of be a gift to your taste buds. Probably right. try the Brownie Chunk Built Bar. You know the Jarvis has tried it, but guess what? Your friends at Built Bar have now created the Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. That's what you're going to get with this next round. So the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor. Say that all really quickly in a delicious yes. chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. For those of you who are like chocolate nuts, this thing is for you. So if you're drooling right now or if you can't keep moving because you want to stop and listen, that's a good thing because we'll tell you exactly how you can get it and we'll tell you exactly why it is so good. Well, it's low calorie. We all need to keep our calories down. It's low sugar, so we've got to watch our glucose count as well, but it's high in protein and that is something that really helps us all out, especially if that protein can be broken down quickly with a healthy bar like this one. So now here's the, the ticker. The puff is only available for a limited time. So you've got to go to build.com right now to make sure that you don't miss it. And that way you can kind of compare. Maybe you can see if you like the brownie chunk built bar or if you like the puffs better, it's on you. But you don't have to keep thinking about it, dreaming about it, fantasizing about it. You can just go to build.com and order your box today. And you can use that promo code LOCKED15. That'll get you 15% off your order. Again, that is built. Dot com using promo code locked 15 for your 15 percent off no doubt about it and that's coming from tanitra batiste herself and you know i'm the built bar king i like that <laughs> and she gave me that nickname so i'm gonna roll with it but t i'm sitting here watching the game you know i'm having having some 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 interesting feelings right you know you know you know michael harris was brought up on may 28th you know made the jump from double a to the big leagues right mm -hmm. now we see vaughn grissom made the jump from double A to the big leagues and had a very good showing last night. He had a home run, literally knocked it out of the park, like out of the entire park at Fenway in Boston. And like, I couldn't even imagine, you know, what was going through his mind when he actually hit that ball out of the park in such a right. historic, you know, venue. And so, and his parents were in the, in the crowd as well. So I think that was really cool. But I, I, you know, my, my, my mind started going a little bit, right? I started thinking, Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, so this dude plays shortstop, right? And mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> he's playing second base right now because, you know, Orlando RC went down, mm -hmm. you know, Ozzie Albises, you know, he'll probably be back sometime in mid-September. Right. Is this Dansby Swanson's replacement? Well, I think it could be. That's an option. I think we're very far away from that being a truth. But mm -hmm. I think when you list him as what he is, which is an infielder, then you know, and you know that you have options and where you can put him in the infield, it does at least tell you that your top prospect, if negotiations don't go well with Dansby Swanson, can actually take his place. So I think we're, I think it's one of those where, you know, like those two early polls in the college football season, this might be too early, but I get it. You can't help but think about it. But that is one area where I saw some video that was real cool video, pregame video where Ron Washington was working with uh, Marquis, with Avon Grissom, because uh, unfortunately that is his area of weakness. If he actually has an area of weakness, right. that is his fielding. So he was really working with him and you could see a couple times where he, you know, missed that ball, just like we saw last night in the game, just a little, you know, uh, miss there, which cost them a double play, cost the Braves a double play. But Ron Washington was there, you know, telling him, okay, you know, how to angle his body, how to prepare a little bit, how the split second timing will make the difference in being able to do a double play versus not so much. And again, Jarvis, this is his first game 
in the majors. So it could have been a little bit of jitters, if you will, but we know that's an area that they have to work on, especially to get up to the level of where Dansby is, because he has proven himself to be. An He's a gold glove guy, no doubt. There you yeah. go. When yeah. you're a gold glover, that speaks for itself. So I like that people are thinking about it. I know that Alex Anthopoulos is probably thinking about it and glad that he has that in his back pocket because, hey, Jarvis, real talk. It certainly would be cheaper than going out and trying to get a free agent to replace Dansby should you lose him. And there's nothing like being able to say your farm system is arguably the best in the bigs because, I mean, who else is bringing up folks from AA and they're producing immediately or even somebody like Austin Riley, right? So my mind goes even back there, like for the past couple of years, when you bring people up, they're, they're pretty much, you know, other than one here or one there, like a Christian Bache, but everybody else has pretty much done the deal. So yeah, I think he at least is a possibility, gives AA something to work with. No doubt about no. it. And, and, and the reason why I my mind started going that way mm -hmm. is because the Braves play hardball with Freddie Freeman. Mm -hmm. Freddie Freeman is arguably one of the best players to ever put on a Braves uniform. Mm -hmm. And that's saying a lot. Like, I, I said a mouthful. Like, I'm literally almost at, at a loss of words because I just said that. Like, you know, think about all the people that have come through the Braves organization. And when you think about them saying, hey, here's what we have to offer you. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, I ain't saying they said kick rocks, but they were like, hey, man, we appreciate you, all you've given to us. And we got the World Series, and man, you can always come back and we'll retire. We'll, we'll sit your number down or something like that. So, yeah, if they're willing to do that with Freddie Freeman, I know for sure they're able to do that with Dansby Swanson. By, 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 and think about it like this, too. They haven't, they didn't draft him. So, you know, like, what's the real, like, sentimental value here? So, yeah. That's why, that's why I was kind of thinking like that. Right, but I think it just depends because I would venture to say as well that just like Freddie's regretting his decision, I don't think that the Braves were 100% on that being the right call with Freddie. I think that could have maybe played into, hey, let's go go ahead and get Austin Riley out of the way, and that way we can focus on potentially keeping Dansby Swanson. So I think that's kind of the same, the two sides of the same coin because just like you said it could be that the Braves organization is saying, hey, we let Freddie go, so if we got to let you go, we'll let you go. But it also could mean, hey, uh, that may not have been the 100% the, the best way to have gone about it. And so maybe we learned some lessons as well on how we want to approach this thing with Dansby. No doubt about it. There's definitely some lessons to be learned from both sides. Well, or all three sides, the agent, Freddie, and the Braves. I think, I think there's a, you got to break those things up a little bit just to kind of, you know, get, get what, exactly what you need there. But coming up next, though, T, we're going to break down what Michael Vick said about the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Was he on point? Or does he may, he may need to kind of dig a little deeper about what he said. We'll talk about all that next right here on ATL Day 1 as part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Jarvis and T. Welcome back to ATL Day 1s. I am Tanitra, that's Jarvis, and we appreciate you guys for always stopping by to check us out. We appreciate you also going to wherever it is that you get your podcast, whatever platform that is, downloading us and continuing to give us those five-star reviews. We're grateful for it and also grateful that you guys continue to stop by YouTube as well. You guys are subscribing and liking everything on our Locked On Sports Atlanta channel. So again, appreciate you guys for that. And you know what else I can appreciate? The fact that we are just a day away 
from game day for the Falcons. That is so exciting. Of course, they're going to be in Detroit to take on the Lions. And we already know that Arthur Smith has every intention, unless there is someone who is close to injury and right, they're still yeah. kind of coming back from that. But unless that person is unto injury <laughs> or whatever, they're going to play tomorrow. And that includes the starters. So the Falcons went ahead and released their first official depth chart of the season late yesterday. And it was interesting, but I was just curious to see if you had any surprises that you saw on that chart. You know what, to be honest with you, kind of just going through the chart, you're looking at some of the people, you know, that were in the starting starting roles and like we've been out there at practice. So nothing really surprising, right? You know, as far as who in those starting in the starting lineup. But However, when you're trying to get scroll down a little bit T to that reserve spot, there were a few names where I was just like, mm-hmm. And this is one that we've been talking about, right? D'Angelo Malone, yeah. Troy Anderson, and Drake London. All three of those guys were in reserve roles. Now, if I'm going to take a wild guess, right, as to why that may be the case. I think that when you look at some of the development, some of the the things that guys have to work on, I think mm-hmm. that those guys are, you know, may have been put in the category of this is these some guys we're gonna have to continue to develop mm-hmm. and, and and work through some of the little things that mm-hmm. you know before we start thrusting them into a starting role. And sure. or it may just be T. Mm-hmm. Arthur Smith said, "Hey, you have to earn your starting spot, you know." And I, and and Troy Anderson is a guy that I've I've said that really like he been at practice, <laughs> you know. Like what's what's going on? You know, we trying to figure out where he is at practice. You know, like I said I mentioned somebody um one uh somebody on Twitter asked me what have I seen from him? I was like, I ain't seen anything, Jack. <laughs> so 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 I so I think those guys are kind of maybe in that. In that, in that category of, mm-hmm. all right, we know that you guys were some high picks. Though That's your first, your second, and your third round pick right there that I just mentioned or named. And we're talking about those guys being in reserve roles right now. I, I, think it, I think it's a matter of, for them, they have to go out and prove it on the field. And, and I have no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah, and for me, I didn't really have any surprises. It was more of just kind of looking down the depth chart, particularly in the secondary, because I think Mm. we know what that linebacker core looks like, and we already know we're going to have our eye on them to figure out just who they are. But if we think that the secondary is indeed the best part of the defense, then I started breaking that down, and I was like, man, listen, I sure hope the starters stay healthy. Because as good as the starting four are in that secondary and possibly, you know, Isaiah Oliver and nickel packages is as questionable as they are when you start to go deeper on that depth chart. So that was one of the things, not so much a surprise, but it was just sort of like a a note to self like, hmm, boy, I hope those those starters for the secondary really do stay the course for 17 games in the regular season because not sure that uh, there's really depth at that particular position so before we go into a little rapid fire talking about and getting reaction to marcus vick and his comments on the guys who are going to his be brother michael this, yeah, this, uh, <laughs> oh michael i keep saying marcus so forgive me guys for that but as soon as we go on the other side of that we're going to talk a little bit about vick's comments at training day of practice yesterday but first thing is first let's talk about another one of our favorites coffee am 
No doubt about it. When you think about Coffee AM, it is the best small batch roaster in the entire country. Think about what I just said. In the entire country, not in the state of Georgia, because it's right in your backyard. It's right in your backyard. You can get some of the freshest coffee that make it right there as soon as you get your order. Somebody go start cooking it up, what you need and what you're asking for, because I know that I absolutely love those Kenya K-Cups. Those bad boys, I pop that bad boy in. You start hearing and smelling that, that coffee brewing, and I'm like, oh, my God, yes, I cannot wait to get my hands on a, a cup because, you know, I be needing my stuff. I start my days early, T, 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm in the gym. I'm trying to get it in, and I need me a pick-me-up, and I think Coffee AM is the place you need to go. Now, how can I get my hands on it, Jarvis? Yeah, you say it in that type of voice. I know how you, I know how you guys talk. So here's what you do. Go to coffeeam.com backslash locked on and drop in the coupon code box. And you're going to get 15% off all coffee, teas, and gift sets. All you got to do is drop in the code locked on in the coupon code box. Um, and you're going to get 15% off. And the website again is coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Drop that locked on code in there and you'll get 15% off. Go to Coffee AM today. Yes, and you guys know I love Coffee AM's tea. And speaking of tea, Michael Vick brought the tea at practice yesterday when he was asked the question about QBs. So what I'm going to do, Jarvis, is break down each section of what he said in that quote. And let's get some quick rapid fire reaction. So okay. first part of the quote was this. It's definitely Marcus's job. Marcus should be the starter. I would think that he would be the starter. Go. Um, I think Mike is right on point. Like he's almost hit, like he's been around uh, since 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 um since Marcus started. You know, you know, came into this, this situation right because we know that Matt Ryan was traded away and they immediately signed Marcus Mario because they wanted to have a veteran and like I said, they want to win games. They want to win games now. They're not trying to try out out a young pup. So I'm not surprised at all that uh, Mike had came to that conclusion. Yeah, and he really has shown, he's had a really strong training camp. And look, that's all we have to go on at this point. So Indeed. based on what we've seen just in terms of him commanding the offense and really being able to work amongst, you know, Drew Dahlman and Matt Hennessy, so you get a, a different center almost every day. He's right, yeah. And even as they're uh, getting into, you know, more of the deep ball threats, he's not maybe connected on that, but you can see that arm strength is there. So I thought that was very encouraging too. Now, another chunk of what Michael Vick said yesterday, quote, Desmond, meaning Desmond Ritter, would have to do some amazing things to overcome Marcus Mariota being the starter. Uh, Michael Vick has been listening to our show. Um, because we know, we, we know there were Desmond Ritter kind of pivoted from, you know, from what he said initially, you know, coming in like, yeah, I'm trying to be the star. That's all you heard. Like everybody talking about, yeah, QB one and all that good stuff. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Now, as you start to see, you know, TAs come along and then you start ramping up for, you know, he had little mini camps and mandatory minis. And then you start getting into the training camp. You ain't here anymore. Right. All he said, I'm just trying to work out, you know, trying mm -hmm. to learn and trying to make sure I do what I need to do in order to yeah. be a better quarterback. You start hearing the conversation start to change, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, I think Mike totally gets it. He understands what it's like to come in as a rookie because at the end of the day, if you're not a first-round guy, which mm -hmm. essentially you're given that spot when they call your name and give that card and run it up to, to, to the podium on, on draft day, 
But if you're a third round guy, you have to be amazing. Like he said, I use his words. You have to be amazing in order to take someone's spot that they brought in to be the starter. Yes, he also said, but at the same time, he gets a chance to sit back and learn from a veteran, meaning Ritter learns from Mariota, just to have a season with no pressure. And I think that's extremely important for a young rookie. But Marcus at the helm, this team should be in good shape on offense. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think there's nothing really to add to that because when you think about like the development and what the the Falcons are looking for, I think that you know he had Ritter has the qualities, right? Like mm -hmm. I don't think the Falcons would have drafted him they, if they didn't feel that he had the qualities to be a starter at some point in the in the near future. So I I think that for him to kind of kind of have like a red shirt year, so to speak. You know, barring any injury from Marcus Mariota, I think that they'll be right apart. They'll be part of the Atlanta Falcons plan going forward. Yeah, and that's going to be the critical piece injury, whether or not that actually happens during the season. And Michael Vick himself said that he wishes that he would have had that opportunity to just sit under somebody's tutelage and just kind of soak it all in. And then you think about on that opposite side, Patrick Mahomes, and how much that helped him just to be able to sit and learn for that amount of time that he did. So again, it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, as far as we can see right now, looks like QB1 is settled. It also looks like a company that tried to settle in the old world didn't quite do so well with that and also hmm we down here think one of our teams is on point but it appears that some national media think they're on point too so we're going to talk about it in for the culture when we get back final segment of atl day ones with jarvis and tanitri want to say thank you guys for rocking with us throughout the entire show and if you missed any part of it make sure you go back and listen to the audio version of the podcast it's free it's available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast make sure you leave us a five-star review and one more request go on our twitter page and follow us at locked on atl all type of con good content for you some good interaction as well so you don't feel like you're talking to yourself when you're responding to all those tweets and all that good stuff and you try to talk about the falcons tomorrow when they take on the detroit lions but t this is for the culture it is the intersection between sports the culture and entertainment sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's how we get down on this show but now t <clears throat> we want to say uh uh have a moment of silence real quick for mm -hmm. all the uh dominoes locations in wait for it italy <laughs> uh dominoes is uh oh yeah all right now back in 2015 dominoes for some reason thought that it'd be a good idea to open up some locations in italy right and for those who don't know or have been hiding on the rock for some quite some time it's kind of where a piece of like lives or you know the origin pizza comes from that area and it was funny watching the video of the people you know talking about you know dominoes being gone it was all you heard was eh, no silly americans i don't know why they came over why they open up over here anyway you know like their people probably can cook a better piece at their house they probably got stone ovens stone brick ovens in their house and cooking up good pizza each and every night so yeah but yeah, so uh, RIP to all the dominoes in Italy, T. Yeah, that's like Taco Bell setting up shop in Mexico. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> thing. It's foolish. It's utter foolishness. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> right. 
Indeed, um, yes. McDonald's is McDonald's, no doubt. Iconic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there are Burger Kings all over the world, and I venture to say even you know Chick Fil A's and that sort of thing. But again, that is that is something that is native to this country. So therefore, it makes sense that hey, maybe you can go outside and introduce the world to you know some of our customers, if you will. But like you said, you don't go on the original turf of the people who's taught us how to do it and try to tell them how to do it. Like, I don't right. even know if you're the best pizza company in America. So I know. <laughs> now, let me say that. Now, I will say this. You know, yeah, Jessica Domino's want to sponsor the show. Um, yeah, they've gotten better. Yeah. Hands down. They've surpassed a very popular um, chain uh, pizza in my eyes. And, you think you know, so? Pizza. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's an argument right there. See how I'm a this. This how you know I'm a veteran. I'm gonna avoid that argument. So I'm gonna move on. <laughs> but but yeah. But but as far as Domino's go, yeah, it's yeah. Like like this is. I'm sure you can go anywhere and get some good pizza in Italy. And I think the last thing on those those local people over there, mine is yeah. Feel like some pizza tonight. I'm gonna go to Domino's. Absolutely not. So yeah, Domino's. Kudos to you for making better pizza. Right. However, stay out the stay out them folks uh backyards, please. Because yeah. <laughs> they were literally laughing at y'all. But but one team that might not be laughed at next year is or this season, excuse me, mm-hmm. Atlanta Hawks. T. Mm-hmm. Our boy David R. David Aldrich of The Athletic wrote a very interesting article, and he ranked, like, the top 10 teams that who had the best offseason. And yeah. coming in at number two, the guys down at State Farm Arena with the Atlanta Hawks and obviously leading the way, mm-hmm. he really, really likes what DeJounte Murray brings to the table, yeah. T. Are we talking about the Hawks? Getting out of the first round and potentially getting back to the Eastern Conference Finals with these moves? I do believe anything is possible because I do believe they had one of the better off seasons. Last year, it was clear when you think about uh, moves that the top four in the Eastern right. Conference made, right? It was, you absolutely knew like, oh, dear God, we stood pat. So you kind of knew at the yeah. beginning of the season yeah. that we, we weren't going to go as far as we did this season before. However, when I look at the moves of those top four teams this season, I don't feel like that gap is there. I don't feel like whether it's the Bucks you're talking about or, or the Celtics or the Heat or whoever you want to put in that fourth spot. You know, some would put the Bulls in the fourth spot, for example. But I don't think the, the Hawks are that far off from them based on, like you said, that that alone, and that takes nothing away from Mo Harkless and the Holiday Boys, takes nothing away from them or from the draft picks, because I do think right. AJ Griffin and Tyrese Martin are going to sneaky be contributors. I really, really do. But DeJounte Murray alone was the game changer. I mean, right. it was the sneaky game changer that nobody saw. And what is it? Was that phrase? It was the move that you didn't know you needed until it happened. Indeed, because we all know that, you know, Nate McMillan has been an advocate for Trey Young to play more off the ball. And we know DeJounte Murray just making the making an all star game as a point guard last year kind of kind of qualifies for that for that spot. Right. And he's a 
an excellent defender as well. So we know that that is going to be – they're going to help Trey out tremendously on both ends of the court. And I think that uh, – one th- other thing, though, before we, before we get out, I think that is what makes it even more interesting. And I think that it's going to push the Hawks to be a little bit more than what people may expect is that mm-hmm. it's going to force – John Collins to kind of, you know, step his game up because Mm -hmm. he's going to have another guy that's going to be able to set him up and facilitate Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and run the pick and roll. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have multiple guys that can set you, get you in a space where you can be successful offensively, Mm -hmm. I think you need to step up the other side of the game, right? Not only your defense, but, you know, that rebounding. I think the rebounding for JC this year, if he's on the team, now we know Mm -hmm. that there were reports that they were going to trade him. However, that don't look like it's going to be the case. And exactly. I think that <laughs> – right. So and I think that when you have that, you have all of these pieces, there are so many ways for him to be successful this year. And I think that there's no excuse for him not to have another season where he you're like, okay, JC, you were worth that bread. Yeah, and that also gives an opportunity for the likes of DeAndre Hunter, which, you know, we've seen some footage of what he's done this summer, and it's looking really encouraging. It looks really good. And I think that when I go back to the Holiday Boys, for example, or when I go Mm -hmm. back to Will Harkless, and we think about Bogdan Bogdanovich hopefully being healthy, then you see as well a really solid second unit. Like, that's a nice nice second unit. I'm very, very intrigued and interested to see what they're going to bring versus, say, if you would have retained Danilo Gallinari or, or Kevin Herter, that's also, I think, going to be something. And that's something that, you know, David Aldridge talked about as well, who they lost, but also who they gained and who they retained. So I was excited to see that uh, they're making a little bit of buzz. And listen, David Aldridge is somebody who is a longtime NBA. Been around for a long time, yes. So he knows his stuff, and that was exciting to just kind of see. And listen, it'll be exciting for us to talk tomorrow because we are going to dive into a little bit of pregame analysis for the Falcons as they get set to take on the Lions. We'll preview the four-game set with the Braves taking on the Marlins this weekend. And hey, anything else that comes up in the world of sports or entertainment or the culture, we will bring it to you tomorrow. So always remember, stop here first and your second stop Check out A to Z with Mark Zeno. You won't be disappointed. You guys stay safe. Keep it tight out there in these Atlanta streets, and we'll see you tomorrow. Y'all come back now, you. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.